Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we continue to give you permission to do whatever it is in your heart and our hearts that you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us, Lord. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Why are we here? Why Ash Wednesday? Why Lent? I think that's an important thing for us to know and to think about. Why do we do things and what is the ultimate end for them? Because sometimes then we're just going through the motions or, or, or doing things. But to understand what the ultimate end is and to understand it rightly, that it informs how we do what we're doing the whole way there. And so why Lent? Lent is ultimately about salvation. For us to like, just, just think about that, right? Lent is not about me trying to, quote unquote, get right with God, not me trying to improve myself or fix something or grow in some area, like, awesome. But ultimately, Lent is about salvation, the salvation of my soul, the salvation of your soul, the salvation of all of our souls. And that we enter into Lent with Jesus, with Christ. And the scriptures tell us that Jesus went into the desert for 40 days, almost immediately following his baptism. He went into the desert for 40 days, why? It says to be tempted by the devil. I might think of myself like, why would he go to be tempted by the devil? It's because while God desires, God desires and longed for and even died for our eternal salvation, then Satan desires our eternal damnation. Like, I don't want to, like, we don't need to think about this and undo fear or concern, but like soberly to understand we get very busy in our life about lots of things that are important and pressing and lots of other things, but to come and to hold soberly. Like ultimately, our life here is, is a journey. It is beautiful, it is good, it is amazing, but it is a journey ultimately to where we're going to spend eternity. And the Lord desires our eternal salvation and Satan desires our eternal separation from God. And so he comes to, just like he came to Adam and Eve in the garden, just like he came to the Israelites as they journey through the desert, he comes to us to tempt us to trust more in ourselves than in the Lord. And so Jesus goes into the desert to to be tempted by him. Why? Not for the sake of temptation, but to defeat him. It's a precursor to, his, to the ultimate defeat of Satan when Jesus offers his life on the cross. And so we enter in to Lent with Jesus. We go into the desert with him. Also to do battle with the enemy. Hopefully like with a greater awareness of that. 
that we take with us this prayer, this fasting and almsgiving to kind of peel away some of the fog that enters into our daily life. They're just the busyness and the next thing and the next day and the going and the more noise and the more noise. And just to peel back and go like, wait, 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 hold up. Why do I exist? What is my life made for? I exist because God loved me into existence. And that he wants me to spend eternity with him. And he wants me in this life to love him and to love my brothers and sisters in and through him. That they too may come to know him for all eternity. And so we, we go into the desert. And in the desert, with like the Israelites in the desert, what did the Lord do with them there? He's like, hey, I'm going to take you from slavery. And we're going from slavery to the promised land. But you know what? Before you're, you can get to the promised land, we have to pass through the desert. Why? Because you are not ready. Like you're not ready to enter into the promised land to receive the gift that it is. You know, a parent, at least a, a good parent, right, doesn't give their seven-year-old the keys to the Carvette. Hey, you're seven. You look really mature, you know. You just spelled your name right. It's fantastic. Here are the keys to the Carvette. Go for it. No, there, there needs to be a maturation, right, in order to receive that gift. So for us to enter into the promised land, for them, the Lord's like, hey, we're going to pass through the desert. And the desert was a time of purification, purification, and a time of betrothal. He wanted to purify their hearts from all the attachment and sin. And then he wanted to, to draw into communion with them very deeply. So this purification of the things of Egypt, that they can enter into the promised land with hearts more free to love the Lord. And in deeper communion with him. So we enter into this Lenten season. The Lord wants to purify our hearts. Like what are the things that we are attached to? Where are the idols in our life that we are trusting and clinging more to than we are in the Lord himself? And he wants to reveal that, to purify them, and to draw us more intimately into his heart. The first sin the catechism talks about so Adam and Eve, right, were tempted by the devil, right? It says, they, and they let the trust of their creator die in their heart and abusing their freedom, disobeyed God's command. This is the first sin and all subsequent sin is a lack of trust and disobedience. Like I don't trust the Lord, so I'm going to grasp at it. I'm going to grasp at it myself. While we're entering into Lent, we take with us these gifts that the Lord presents, these practices of prayer and fasting and almsgiving. Prayer of recognizing that I'm not in this alone and I need the Lord and I long for him. Brothers and sisters, I just want to, to invite you again these beautiful words of St. Augustine. Lord, you have created us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Like all of the longing that we have and we grasp at things in this world and they don't ultimately fill us reminds us and points to the fact that only God can. 
And prayer is entering into that conversation with him, allowing him to speak to the depths of our hearts. And then when we know him, then we trust him. Why do we grasp at these other things? Because we don't trust him. But the more we know him through prayer, the more we trust the Lord. And he becomes our shepherd, not just in an idea, but in reality. And then fasting. Fasting is so many aspects of fasting. But one I want to, to speak about is that it's an exercising of our will in order to control our passions. Like if we just follow what my feelings want to do all the time, we're going to end up in a bad place, (laughs) a really bad place. Not fun. (laughs) But when I understand that not every desire that presents itself to me is one that I should follow. And so when I fast, I fast. We don't, so we don't fast from sin. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to fast from gossip. Oh, no, no, that's not how it works. Because it kind of means that one day you're going to pick it back up again, right? You know, like, I'm not going to gossip for a limb. But when Easter hits, oh, my goodness, I'm going to crank it up. <laughs> right? We don't fast from sin. But we fast from, from good things. That we might recognize that it is, it is our mind that directs, right, the good in us. And we're not controlled by our passions. But we're sacrificing this to gain control over our passions, to orient them towards God and to the good. And then almsgiving, for love of God and neighbor, like not just in theory, not just in sentiment, but in a tangible way, like I'm giving of my time, I'm giving of the gifts that God has given me, and I'm giving of my financial resources. Why? Because my life is not my own, and it needs to be oriented towards God and towards others. So I'm not just giving the few little pennies that I have left over from from when I bought lunch, but I'm, I'm sacrificially giving sacrificially offering my time, the gifts the Lord has given me, and and the resources the Lord has given me to love him and to love others and to show that my life is not my own. So on a practical level, if, if you haven't been praying, then I invite you minimum 10 to 15 minutes a day with Scripture, pray with Scripture, inviting the Lord into that communion. A fasting, what are we fasting from? I would think maybe what is something that kind of leads me to sin or an area in my life that I need to grow in, then direct my fasting towards that. If chocolate is not leading you into sin, then, you know, like, maybe don't fast from chocolate. Like, pick something else. I I think a particular thing for us um, is like the media that we consume, our phones, just constantly on them and constantly busying our minds and our hearts with so many things that it would, be, it would be good and beautiful to choose something or maybe a lot of things to fast from in terms of filling my mind with, with the media and entertainment, which many of them are good, some of them are not. And then to fill that space with quiet and with the study of the truths of the faith. You've heard me mention before, if I'm spending more time with the news and with entertainment than I am praying with the scriptures, reading with the scriptures, with beautiful, good recreational entertainment, then I'm letting the world form my mind and my heart more than Jesus Christ. Then it will be no mistake that I will act more like the world than I act like Jesus because I'm giving the world my mind and my heart and my intention more than Christ then we should not be surprised when we act more like the world than we do like Jesus himself.
And so a fasting from some of this in order to fill our minds and hearts with Christ. And then almsgiving again, practically to those in need, St. Vincent de Paul, missionaries of charity, to the church, our time, the gifts the Lord has given, and our resources. Why Lent? Why do we enter into the desert with the Lord? For our own sanctification and salvation. That the Lord might woo our hearts again. Speaks in the prophet Hosea, I will lure her into the desert and allure her. Speaking of his church, to purify us from sin, to purify us from attachments, not on our own power, but empowered by the Holy Spirit. We don't pray and fast and give alms on our own. It's not about us fixing ourselves, but cooperating with the Holy Spirit, moving towards the Lord who is just full of mercy for us. Purifying us and drawing us into communion with him. So we pray, come Lord Jesus, teach me to pray, teach me to fast, and teach me to give. Purify my heart and draw me into communion with you, that I, Lord, may know eternal salvation and lead others to the same. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.